podcast gonna be a great show today uh we got my friend my trainer my comic buddy jamie kilstein's in the house hey everybody uh also the ween dog what's up everybody uh who just got his blue belt oh that's new no that was like six months ago doesn't matter but you've trained uh, <laughs> oh. twice, but you've trained twice since then also so, uh, when you get your fucking blue belt i'm like tell I, when you get your blue belt guys you will tell everybody about it for like a year yeah i, I wanted to like wear that shit out that night like blue belt's a big fucking because it's always embarrassing telling people you're a white belt in something <sighs> it's like i do jiu-jitsu what belt are you I'm a white belt i think about that when i went into because i started or i restarted jiu-jitsu when i went to marcello's late at like 28 and like i was fine with it at the time like when you're in it you're fine but now that i haven't been a white belt for so long when i see like big ass adults walk in with like their like white belts and geese i was just like yeah kudos fucking you that t- takes a lot i'm actually proud of when i get my white you belt. you like now. it i kind of like it because but you're a I've, wrestler so you can fuck people up but i also feel like there's no expectation That's and, true. and i feel like also like because i'm a wrestler i like to drill super slow and learn it and then right. we go live just so people are like what the fuck was that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so you think of it as like sandbagging oh I, not really sandbagging because I, t- I am a white belt yeah no one had given me a blue belt right 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 but i also I'm also one of those people like I believe like like you teach very slow technique. Yeah. A lot of people like they want to drill technique like they're going live. Oh. Yeah. And I just feel like I've like, after you've done the drill 400 times it's yeah. second nature yeah, yeah. then you do it live but in the beginning No, I hear you. Yeah. I was more like you, dude. I I got my blue belt and I like fucking hit the mat and probably choked up like most people do when they get their black belt. So it's yep. like yes. Yeah. And everyone was like, "All right, take it easy, man. It's your fucking blue belt." <laughs> well, listen, people. Santa Cruz Medicinals makes potent lab tested CBD formulas. I'm telling you, these guys are amazing. I've been using my CBD infused olive oil. Yeah, you heard that right. Olive oil as well as coconut oil. And this stuff is amazing. Their 1000 CBD infused coconut oil is amazing to add to your coffee, shakes, or topically to reduce inflammation. I'm old, I'm 40. <laughs> I go to the gym, I take your Muay Thai class, I, I leave, I can barely walk. He's a fucking white belt tricking people. He's <laughs> tricking people with his white belt and then like going fucking ham on them. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then I actually use it and I'm like, oh my God, this feels so much better. They also make a 2000 CBD infused M- MCT oil that is very potent and it helps with pain. I'm telling, look, I, my, my dad was telling me like, Adam, he was taking painkillers, he was taking this, he was taking that, he was gonna get surgery. I gave him some stuff, and he's like, get me more of that stuff. That actually has worked better than anything. So nice. many people I know take CBD, and it's so much better for you. Yeah. It's healthier for I you. I do. I, I, I do now, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. It helps with pain. And, you know, you, you, you could like, get hooked on painkillers. Before you know it, you're on heroin, all right? Yeah. Uh, do not go down that road, people. Go down CBD. Check them out, okay? Santa Cruz Medicinals. Just use the code MMA Roasted for five dollars off your order. They're gluten free. I know you like that, Jamie. Yep. yep. Sugar free, lab tested, and affordable. Once again, Santa Cruz Medicinals. They're awesome. I use their stuff. My wife uses it. Uh, Joe's gonna start using it. I cannot recommend this anymore because they're awesome. So just go to scmedicinals.com. That's S-C-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-A-L-S dot com. Check them out right now. Also, 
if you smoke marijuana, uh, if you um, take THC sex lube, if you also need CBD, anything you need, go to Speedweed. They will deliver it to you. There's no, weed, no reason to have to leave your house. Parking in LA is the fucking worst, okay? You get out of your car, it just takes hours and hours and hours to get down the block, all right? Get it delivered to you so you can actually get stuff done during the day. Mm-hmm. And it's a great guy, okay? Gino's the guy. Mention roasted for $10 off, $100 or more. That's speedweed.com. They are amazing. Uh, I just got back from a crazy trip. So I had a show in uh, had a show in Seattle Thursday night. Of course, I buy the wrong plane ticket because Expedia sometimes gives you like the month in advance and you think you're in, I, I'm buying a ticket for August and I bought it for September oh, and then no. I can't get the money back. So I had to spend the money. And I, I realized this, of course, the day before I'm leaving. Jesus. That's an extra 300 bucks that I just spent. Um, so I had to, but I did the show. Good. It was a good show. Uh, the, the parlor is a beautiful club. I mean, they treat I've you, heard really good things about it. They treat you it. like, you're, I'm not staying at like the Hyatt Regency. Nice. But of course, I got to leave that night to get to Kansas City. So I had to take a ride out of Kansas City, layover in Denver, on a four-hour layover. Yep. Do you ever have those layovers where... Like, I want to take a nap, but I don't want to miss like the flight. It's like not enough time to do anything. Yeah, and I'm afraid I'm going to miss the flight if I take a nap, yep. uh, which I've done before. Yep. So then I get to Kansas City, and I got a three-hour drive to the gig. The gig was great. Blue Room Comedy Club, so much fun. Perfect size room, like 120 people. Ugh. Every show was sold out, except for uh, the, the early show Saturday. I'm on stage, and everyone's laughing except for this one lady in the front. Yeah. She's just staring at me. Who, by the way, if you guys don't know, when comics see that, all we think is like, Mommy, like, that's it. <laughs> It's yeah. just every fucking our insecurities. It's every girl that didn't fuck us. It's every that one person not laughing in the room represents all of that. And then I started making fun of her. And people were then laughing at the fact that she wasn't laughing. Great. But of course, her husband's wearing an NRA shirt. No. So I know he's going to like, sh- I'm worried about him shooting me in the parking lot. He's not laughing either. Great. And then she's like, well, the last, I like the last guy better than you. I go, I, I like the other people in the crowd better than you. Yes. So, so now we're even. Yep. So then that was like, I ended up killing that set, and I taped the whole thing. I'm like, I'm going to put this on the internet. I'm going to spice it up. Of course, my tape runs out after four minutes, so I don't record it. <laughs> so then I have the next show, but I'm like, all right, I go back to the, I drive back to that's the hotel. That's the fucking, by the way, that's the tape they're going to use when that guy finds you and shoots you to death. Right, of course. They're going to use that on the local news. Is that four, four minutes. minutes? Yeah, yeah, So then the next show I do, and I'm on stage, and it's actually, I'm having a, a, a good set, uh, except... There's a, a couple, there was an Asian girl and her boyfriend. I was like messing with them a little bit. I'm like, where are you from? And she's like, Laos. That's, and that's always a joke. I don't have anything for Laos. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to look up your bull Laos. I was making like horrible Laos quasi puns. Right? I would have booed you. But they were dying laughing. <laughs> I know. Because I was like, you know, you're a People Laos, love puns. I'm just, I'm, I'm a prick with puns. So I'm like making fun of her and they're laughing. Everyone's having a good time. Oh, except no. for some blonde in the back. It's like, leave her alone. What? And I go, this is, I go, this is comedy in 2018. I go, are you offended? She's like, absolutely not. I love this. I go, then why the fuck are you still talking? She goes, leave her alone. I go, listen, uh, you're an attractive girl. I can see why he puts up with you. But <laughs> like, if I had sex with you, your face would be on the pillow. Because you're just too and, I, and then I start like, but then she starts going back and forth with me. And I just murder her. Ugh. Like, I murder her. Yeah. And of course, she gets up and, and storms out, throws a drink at the bouncer. Whoa. And then there was like a black couple in the front. I love, I love the progressive woman doesn't throw the drink at the performer. She finds like the lowest paid employee and like, um, just leave that Asian alone as she throws a bottle at the black bouncer making yeah. $5 an hour. 
Right, and then he, and then the husband goes, "You deserve that." To the bouncer, right? What What did this bouncer do? Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He probably laughed at the jokes. He's probably like, "Yeah." Everyone was laughing. Face in the pillow. And then I go to the black couple in the front. I'm like, "You know what? You guys are gonna get arrested for this." Like, it was just. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was like it was actually the perfect storm. That's and amazing. Got, so that was cool. And then. Uh, That's like the classic like white liberal thing too, <laughs> where it's like all the minorities are having fun, and then the white person's like, "Don't worry, I'm here, and I'm offended on all of your behalfs." And it's like, "Do you?" have black friends it's like no no no. i cross the street whenever i see them but i i need to loudly declare my support for them it's, on fa- i bet you wrote a very dramatic facebook post that night it, i bet you uh, money it's so ridiculous like there was an indian couple at the show on sunday and i'm like where do you guys meet They're like a dating website i go is it connect the dots right and <laughs> jesus christ they came up to me afterwards they're like we've been laughing the whole night because of connect the dots that's they're awesome like, we, uh, because they were laughing because you knew the site well, because they were, they were good sports. People yeah, want to be made fun of. They go to a comedy show. It's gotten to the point now where it's like, I'm going to be offended on everyone else's behalf. Except for the, it's just fucking crazy. So. And they're too nervous to, uh, yeah, or they're just too nervous to laugh. Because they're like, I don't know if they're going to be offended. That's why comedy clubs are so weird. Like, guys, don't ever take your fuck. When people like bring like office parties... And it's like you're sitting there with your boss and like someone makes an abortion joke and you're just like, oh, I don't I don't know if I laugh at this. Yeah. And they have to like look around and kind of measure everybody like the days when people just went in and like didn't give a fuck. And we're like, it's, that's well, why it was like, luckily, dark. luckily, this guy before the show, he goes, welcome to the Blue Room Comedy Club. The owner, he goes, if you get if you're if you get offended, get leave now. Whoa. He goes, don't write any Yelp reviews. We don't, we don't we're not, we're not going to read them uh, or we're going to delete them. And, and, and he was like, so. That, that was his opener. And he's like, you're here to have fun and, and not to get offended. Jesus. And then everyone was applauding. I think it's gotten Send to- me that guy's <laughs> fucking email. I, Holy I shit. I think it's getting to that point, though. I think it's getting... I think there's going to be blow- Yeah, there's going to be a pushback for sure. It's getting to the point where people are like, you know, I, I want to hear shit that I can't hear. Dude, that gig you hooked me up with is fucking incredible. Oh, okay, we got to talk about this. So I did a gig in Fresno... I did the same gig about a year ago. There okay. was like seven people there. Yeah. But they were a good seven people. No, this was like, so I was like, Pat, it was good. The place was not necessarily built for a comedy room. Yeah. But they I, built a stage. They told me when you came, there was no stage. There was no stage, and you no had light, and it was my wife's family showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the perfect like storm of like what you don't want. Oh, but Jesus. I saw, I was, but I actually like... I followed your whole journey on Instagram Live. I just don't even watch people's Instagram Lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved it because it, like, just, you love when people do shit that, like, that you do. Like, I was living vicariously through your journey. Yeah, right, right, right. And I was so happy, too, man. I've, like, my Instagram is, like, my positive, happy place. We're, like, Twitter. I'm just, like, fuck, you're a cunt. You're a cunt. But, like, on Instagram, it's just, like, inspirational slogans. And, like, I follow fighters and, like, cats. Because you feel like you actually, people know, the, actually know the people that are watching. Yeah, and they're not there to, like, troll. They're not there to, fight. like, they're just there to, like, post their own shit. They, they, they usually have to use their own name. They're and registered. You can, delete, you can also delete people's comments like, it's great like, so whereas you can't do it on twitter like no. if somebody on twitter you, you have, have to, to like block, block them, them. Yeah. so talk to me about this gig so the gig was uh it was my first headline gig since i've been back so i came back when i did rogan's show in november which like we talked about on the last episode and uh but i've just been doing la spots and like la spots are like 15 minutes you don't really want to like invite people and also they're these short showcase sets so like if you're only getting if my only gigs for the month are two shows at the ice house I tell myself that I want to 
do a bunch of new stuff, but then you get there and you're like, fuck, I don't have a show for another two weeks and this audience is like really hot and I want to get booked back because I only have two shows a fucking month. So you end up like maybe doing one new joke in between or like a new tag or something. Doing your best but you just you just want to kill. Um, and so when I went into this headline gig... I didn't know if I could still headline. I haven't headlined in years. And I was like thinking of like old material I could do. And I'm not really doing political shit anymore. I'm doing like dick jokes and stuff about trying to kill myself. Hilarious mix. Um, and uh, dude, it was one of the best sets I've ever had. Like it was it was a packed audience. The, 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 the kid who books it, man, was just so sweet and yeah. so supportive and was like, sorry about what you went through, man. We're so happy to have you. They, like even kicked me like some extra bucks just for being funny. Uh, yeah, they're good people. They were just good people, and uh, and it was the first time also because when I was doing stand up and I was like hello political, it was like my audience, so I didn't even have to necessarily be funny. I could be like, so I'm vegan, and everyone would be like, ah, we agree with you. Um, and so this was like, oh, I have to be funny because none of these people know who I am, and so it was just jokes, jokes, jokes. And uh, dude, it did so well. Even like the suicide stuff, the new stuff, the darker shit, and I was just. Ecstatic! I was like, "This is the life I want." I drove two hour or I drove five hours from LA to go train at AKA uh, with John Fitch and those guys, and then uh, wait, slow down. We gotta talk about that. Also. We have to talk about that. But then, and then I drove to the gig, and then I didn't get home till three in the morning. And I'm like, "This is what I want my fucking life to be." <laughs> I was just on the road listening to podcasts, doing stand up, telling dick jokes, talking about suicide, and then like getting to train with like the best dudes in the world. Uh, it's just fucking perfect. But dude. It's so funny though. What you said about about like um, what do they call it on, on like um, on Twitter when you say something you know everyone hell gonna, torture purgatory. No, no. When you My know nightmare. everyone's Nazis. gonna agree with you. Oh, uh, echo chamber. Echo chamber or whatever. People, the comics, they do that where they like either they'll say something like you know Donald Trump's a racist or something, and then all of a sudden everyone will applaud. Fave, 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 fave. But they're on stage then, and then. They get, people were getting into a uh, habit of memorizing a lot of words in a row. Yep. And then not getting a laugh, but getting applause breaks. Yeah. Off yeah. Of it. Oh, you're talking so, about my career from so before. You, so you feel like you're killing, and essentially you are killing. Yeah. But you're not. But then there, there's a whole. You're not necessarily funny. There's, yeah, there's a whole argument of like, well, the comedians have to have a point on stage where they have to. They have to be moral on stage, or they have to. And I'm like, I have. I think the first thing is you have to be funny. If you could be funny and also make a point like uh, Chris Rock or Chappelle or yeah. Carlin, well, great. My thing is like, one, it has to be honest, right? Like if you're just writing Trump jokes because everyone has a Trump joke, like, eh. like it has to be honest. My favorite is vulnerable. Um, but I think that, you know, on the if you're telling so like two different sides to it, right? If you're telling a funny rape joke, so Wanda Sykes like has like such a great rape joke about wish wishing she had like a detachable pussy so she could go jogging and like leave it at home and like it's actually That's really hysterical. it's yeah, really yeah, like yeah. progressive too, right? Um, but if you're just like if you're trying to get a shock laugh. Like, uh, so I fucking raped her. Like, that's your punchline. Yeah. Then it's like, all right, that's hacky. Uh, but then on the left, it's the same. If you're just like, you know, we got to stop Donald Trump. It's like, great, but that's not a joke. And I actually think I've seen audiences, even with decent jokes, kind of get quiet when people bring up Trump. Not necessarily because I think the comics probably think it's like, oh, because we live in dangerous censoring times. And I'm like, no, man, I think people are just fucking sick of it I think it's on their Facebook, on their Twitter, everywhere, and they just want to go to a comedy club. And the club. seven comics before them also did Trump jokes. Everybody. So yeah. it's like, I'm not doing it, not because I'm like, afraid of Donald Trump. I just 
don't want to be hacky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about training at AKA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and the other thing I want to say just about Twitter, too, is what I've been trying to do, and it doesn't work, man. I've been trying to post positive shit on Twitter and like not be negative, uh, that shit won't get you a following. <laughs> when I was like, hey, I really like crazy rich Asians, it'll be like one fave. But if I was like, um, crazy rich Asians is problematic because like where were the transgender Asians? Or like, why is it only rich Asians? Why can't it be like people up there and just all that shit? It would be like retweet, retweet. Or if I was like, Asians like get out of the country, then it would be retweet, retweet. Oh, but like, I just want, I just want it to be positive. Um, but yeah, Trinity K, those guys, man, it's fucking. It was just fucking awesome. Even if I didn't train, just watching, watching like Rockhold and Khabib uh, spar. Like I got to spar with Fitch a bunch, um, a bunch of like Khabib's like dudes, and like, dude, they're fucking legit. That guy, fucking, who's Khabib's manager, Ali? Yeah. Yo, he fucks people up. Oh, he's a he's a judo. He's a serious judo guy. He was so good. Because when I was like, oh, the manager sparring? Like, imagine our... When I think of managers, I think of, like, people like CAA and, like, our little fucking backstabbing yeah. uh, agents that we have to deal with in, like, comedy. And, like, just seeing this dude's sleeveless shirt just, like, tooling people. Oh, God. So scary. Um, so, now, when you were training with John Fitch, I mean, he's 170, probably cuts from 85, 90. Yeah. You're 155. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, yeah, no, I'm one... <laughs> I'm like 145, 150 probably. Was he going full? He, there's absolutely no way he could have been. I mean, he was putting pressure uh, and uh, he was working. If I'd grab something, he was getting the fuck out of it. Uh, but he was, I'm sure, being nice to me. We're like good friends now. and uh, But you can just feel like there'd be times where I'm like, all right, Kilstein, like you're very good at this. And then once he got to his like Fitch positions, you're just like, oh, this is what those guys feel like. Because it's torture. Because if you watch those AKA guys, and especially when I can stay in jujitsu range, right? So when I can use like hook sweeps to push out, when I can get on top, uh, when I'm just going passing or knee on belly, mount knee on belly feels just like I'm training with jiu-jitsu guys, and it's great, right? Um, but with these MMA guys, especially AKA's games, so much of it is um, like this wrist control that I've actually started doing. I don't exactly know how they're doing it, but I've started doing it on guys at our gym uh, and just straight jiu-jitsu guys, and it horrifies people. Like, watch Cormier, watch Khabib, watch Fitch. The way they can pin your wrists and like pull your wrists from out under you um, because they don't need to submit you. They just need to pin you down so they can elbow you to death. Now, were you were you trying to go for like quick heel hook submissions or like? I was trying to guillotine the shit out of everyone. I was trying to hook sweep and guillotine, and that game works on MMA guys. Um, but then when they get savvy to it, um, and they just start like driving and putting more pressure, it's a it's a it's a lot of fucking work. Did you feel any kind of like? Uh Okay, I'm a purple belt coming from Henzo Gracie. I'm yeah. a comedian. Like, someone's new guy at the gym. I have to prove myself. No, right? I always go into When I visit a gym, I go in as just like in like full fucking dummy mode where I'm just like, you guys are so nice for letting me train here. I'm a big dumb dumb. I tell dick jokes. My pee pee hurts. Like, right. I just go into like, you guys are, I follow your lead. And then I always start super light and then I'll match their pace. So like, because whenever you roll with a new guy in general, I mean, you know this too, where like, and you just suddenly feel this death grip, you just go, ah, fuck, man. Are we in like a street fight? Whereas like whenever I start, I'm like very flimsy. Um, so then if they want to flow, we flow. Um, if they want to go a little harder, I go harder. But I'm like, I'm not going to be the guy 
who especially who walks into a gym and just like fucking squeezes on someone and it's like let's go the guy who also goes against Khabib and injures him for Connor dude I was so nervous I'm like he's gonna like trip over my water and like (laughs) bust his face at one point Khabib he had his boxing gloves on and he walks up to me and he just goes water and it was one of those moments where I was like, you could sexually assault me right now. And there's nothing I could do. And I was just like, I, mi- I didn't hear him right. So I was just like, just like a fucking dumb idiot. And I was nervous around him. I like just like handed him his headgear. And he like looked at me and he's like, no, water. And I, I pick up the water and uh, and he like points to his mouth. And I was like, oh, feed. Uh, uh, and I started like dumping water <laughs> into Khabib's mouth. And I was seriously just like, I'm like, this is cool. Also, I think emasculating, but like I don't know. Why? You're uh, not gonna give it the guy. It water. was awesome. I was helping out. I was helping out. Now, if he beats Connor, I'm gonna be like, fucking, I did that. I hydrated the shit out of him. Train with Rockhold. I mean, Rockhold's gotta have 40, 50 pounds on him. It was incredible. It was incredible. Watching Rockhold like do some of Connor stuff was really fucking cool. Um, me and you were talking about before the show how like I didn't want to talk about anyone else's camp, so we would just start putting like false intel out. <laughs> like watching Khabib like work his Taekwondo was really neat. That like surprised me. Uh, didn't know he was planning on doing Capoeira. Hope Connor's preparing for that. Uh, I got your back, AKA. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was fucking wild uh, when Fitch introduced me to. Kab- so I didn't know who was gonna be there. I was just going because Fitch is my boy, and uh, Fitch and I are standing by the door, and Khabib walks in, and uh, this has probably happened to you, Adam. But like, he looks at me and he goes, uh, he goes, "Hello, brother," and he like fist bumps me, and I go, "Hey." And Fitch is like, uh, he looks at Fitch, he goes, who is this? And I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, And Fitch goes, oh, this is my friend uh, from, like, uh, the internet. And Khabib (laughs) was like, the what? And and then Fitch was like, oh, he's a comedian. And Khabib was like, I don't. Like, uh, and then Fitch was like, he's like an entertainer. And Khabib was like, mm. And then finally Fitch was like, he does jujitsu. And he goes, ah, welcome, brother. But like oh, the idea of explaining stand-up comedy to Khabib, where like now I desperately want to make a sketch with you of if we can get Khabib of like what his open mic stand-up comedy set hilarious. looks like. And then him just getting like furious at the audience Don't for laughing. Don't you when you fight Bear and uh, <laughs> the Bear think he win? It was like, uh, no. Yeah. And then, they, and then they like, if someone laughs, he's like, stop laughing, sinner. Uh, 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 yeah, that's all I want. Don't you hate when you're on Ramadan? But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> he um he called it the podcast one time. Khabib? And it was back this is back when we had T-Rex as my co-host. And T-Rex pretended he was a bear. And I'm like, hey, we have one of your old training partners is here. <laughs> and he started going, you know, like, and then Khabib was like, you guys are crazy. I'm like, we're crazy. You're the one fighting bears <laughs> like, at like age four. Oh, like, I like that he at least got the joke. That would have been a fucking nightmare if your friend was doing a bear impersonation. <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't understand. He's why like, is bear on phone? Uh, why is bear? Who? Why is bear not in woods where he lives? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Wean Dog, what's going on with you, man? I got some good news, dude. What's, what's that? You got laid. No. Uh, we know you got your fucking blue belt. You got what your happened? blue belt. I finally got my blue belt, dude. Yeah. No, I got a bang date. A bang date? You have a girlfriend, though. No, it's the date that we're finally going to bang. Oh, oh, okay. A oh, bang date. Oh, you, your girl told you. Okay, well, yeah. is, it, is it this year? Well, I'm going to update uh, Jamie. So I got a girlfriend. We've been <laughs> yeah. dating for like five months. Okay. She's, she's 21. Great. Uh, she's had, a virgin. Just had brain surgery. Great. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 22. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. And she's just very, very like, nervous about losing her virginity, you know, because right. I don't know. Because she's 21? Yeah, sure. Fair. So I'm like, dude, we've been dating for like five months now, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. kind of long. So yeah. she finally said, you know, I think I'm ready. Let's set a date for this bang. <laughs> real quick, were you like a fuck dog before uh, you met her and you're like slowing it yeah, down for could, her? You could but say that. He was, I mean, he was getting girls like a girl that was like wanted to be... <laughs> 
like knife play during sex. So he went yeah. out and bought a machete. What uh, the fuck? Dude, yeah. I made this dumb joke on stage, but I think I'm going to keep it. Where like, uh, I grew up on romantic comedies. So whenever I did a young girl, and like girls your age all uh-huh. came up on like hardcore porn. So I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, I brought you a rose. And she's like, choke me. And I'm like, but that's illegal. <laughs> like, I don't know like the fucking rules now. Well, this so guy, this knife guy, play? This guy watches sleeping porn. Oh and my then, God. And then one girl wanted to have a gun to her head. So he went out and bought a rifle from the internet. Jesus, man. So, all right, so, you are literally gonna be the most prepared if there's like a fucking like zombie apocalypse, yeah, only because you dated psychos. Yeah, literally exactly. just because you fucked crazy girls. You lost, yeah. You're like armed girl, to the teeth. He got into a car accident with a girl who was 50, crashed into her car. She was like wobbled, but then wanted to fuck him in a parking lot. Oh, amazing! All right, so tell us. So, so wait. So, so when's this bang date? Um, it's gonna be um, in March. Uh, because that's when March in 2019. It's like it's like Adam scheduling his tour. <laughs> Wait, she told you 2019? Well, yeah, because that's what our, like, we both have birthdays in March. Right. So what we're going to do is we're planning, like, a Disneyland trip for okay. both of our birthdays. And what we're going to do, she just said, let's get a hotel and stay over there next in Anaheim, where Disneyland is at. Okay. It was, like, a two-day Disneyland thing. So I'm like, you know, hotel, that's like Are you going to dress up as Mickey and Minnie? And, uh... I, would, I would dress up as anything. I'm just trying to get up in there. Yeah, of course. So... Mickey and Minnie don't have weapons, <laughs> you queer. <laughs> he only fucks with... <laughs> You gotta get some of those like Star Wars laser guns at Disney World. Yeah. Are you excited for this? I'm excited. I'm nervous because it's almost like losing my virginity again. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's been last so time you were going to get dude. baptized. Are I you... mean, I got a lot of flack from that. People are saying that I'm retarded, <laughs> thinking that. So I'm like, maybe I don't want to do it if it's not gonna work. It's not. Yeah, you're not gonna be born again. People were calling you retarded on the internet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. Getting baptized, you know, I'm agnostic. Getting baptized is like the least crazy thing well, you said too, yeah. in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone, when you were like, you know what? I think I'm gonna get closer to God. They're like, you fucking retard. No, go back to the knife. Fucking. So he, he was doing it so he'd be a born again virgin. Oh, for her. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like he was doing it not to get. Oh, to God. get yeah. it. Yeah, it's retarded, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some fights that happened over no, the weekend. No, no, no. <laughs> let's keep going into this because that's fucking crazy. So hold on. So. So, uh, oh, and then I have to tell you, uh, I was in the shower with Khabib and all of his friends, and I have to tell you that story as well. Um, that so wait, so are you like in love with this chick? Like, are yeah, you? Yeah, dude. Because I've never had a girlfriend. You've never before. had a girlfriend. I just had bang crazy girls off Tinder. That's what I was gonna say. Because yeah. I'm actually getting so into this because like I've had this like one night. St- I had a one night stand. Like I got back on a dating app this weekend and went fucking ham. And uh, <laughs> which one? Uh, I went. I went on a hinge, which is oh. kind of like nicer older ladies. Isn't wow. that where people have to have to like pass you or something? Yeah, you can like you can message people who before they swipe on you, like you can message them about their picture or about like a quote of theirs. Mm. So it's for people who like like for me, I'm not Tinder hot, but like I'm funny, so I can actually like. So I would see on Tinder, I would see like hot girls that were like just looking for a man who loves jujitsu and Simpsons. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. But like they would never swipe on me. But now I could like message them first with like an obscure Simpsons jujitsu reference. Is that girl out there? God, I hope she is. Um, and so, yeah, Hinge is great. But I, I miss being in a fucking relationship. Mm-hmm. So even though you're talking about like I have a bang date, uh, all I heard was like I'm going with this girl to like Disney World for two days, and I'm like, do you love her? Tell me you love her. Like that sounds fucking rad. Like yeah, that's dude. gonna be awesome. I would not be doing this if I didn't love this. This yeah. woman. I'd be like, why, why even bother, dude? Because right, it's course. so easy to go on Tinder. And now, are bang. parents gonna come with you to Disney World? Dude, I hope not. We didn't talk about that. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Wait, why would her parents come? <laughs> that's what they, is that's this what a thing? Is, that's who she lives with. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I live with my, my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, I understand what you're saying with messaging the girls because I, I would do that too. That's how I got a girlfriend that lived in Germany. Right. And because I just messaged, she was hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I got, I bought a plane ticket to go. <laughs> we bought the plane ticket. No, remember that? Yeah. That but how, how, how much did you lose on that? Oh, I didn't lose it. I had the insurance on the plane ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. the plane ticket was like seven hundred bucks to go see this girl in Germany. Now the video, right. the video of you fingering your butt, did that ever come out anywhere? It's probably out there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, will, I think the the. <laughs> The more we don't talk about it, the better my life is going to okay, be. Okay, we, yeah. we can we get that. We, we take, take that out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's we, fine. We, we, we don't have to put that <laughs> It's fine. We don't have to put that in there. It's, it's fine. fine. I don't give a fuck. I was fingering my butt. It's so, just like whenever remind, when I'm like somebody reminds me of that, I'm like, oh, crap. I can't believe I did that for a catfish, dude. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it happened to everybody. That guy, yeah. Neve, was uh, just in front of me uh, at the movie theater the other day. We could have uh, the guy who hosted the Okay, Neve? so all right, so yeah. all right, so you wow. okay, so this is the girl you're gonna be with her till March. You love her, yeah. Uh, now, now the last girl you said she had a super hairy bush, right? Well, there was a girl that's super hairy bush, but this one doesn't. There's been, there's been a couple, but yeah, she doesn't have. I mean, she does. I mean, maybe yeah. that's why she wanted you to bring the knife <laughs> just to like trim it. Maybe <laughs> Dude, that good. was the worst slash best joke I've ever met. Hey, follow me on uh, social media <laughs> at Jamie Kilstein, everybody. All Jamie right. Kilstein podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for free. All right, so let's talk about some fights that happened over the weekend. Uh, yeah. You watching Victor? Uh, no, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to, but uh, I'm not an official feminist anymore, so I don't know if I'm allowed. There's to. some good Invicta fights. I, I heard it was great. To, to be, uh, one girl. That organization is just fucking solid. One man. girl was losing her fight and then headbutted the girl. Like Paulus, old school. It's great. Mark Coleman, just uh, yeah. She was trained by Guy Mesger, by my uh, who's a you know legend. another old school guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. they were, and I like Julie Kedzie. I think she does a good job. Uh, Kedzie does a good job, and so does the other guy, uh, uh, TJ, whatever his name is. Was but, it intentional? Uh, yeah, of course. She had the girl and mount <laughs> and just went boom. Oh my god! Yeah, and and it was a draw. It was a, she would have won. She would have won the fight. They took a point had, away. Yeah, of course. Wow. You, can't, you can't headbutt. Yeah, and that was the opening fight of the of the of the night. Actually, that's great. Uh, and then I gotta say, this girl. Uh, I want to show that fight to any guy who's just like, oh, the little delicate ladies are fighting. I mean, dude, even at jujitsu gyms, everyone who trains, who listens, like, you watch those girls go, they go fucking ham. Yeah, yeah. they go ham. It's hard sometimes to roll with them because it's like you don't use your strength, and then you're like. Shit, I'm, I make it fucking caught. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 straight yeah. up. Uh, so, and then uh, this girl, Vina Jandaroba, who's now 12 and 0, she looked amazing. She won, she won. Pearl Gonzalez, right? This girl, oh, yeah. she's a girl with implants yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. who almost couldn't fight in New York because of the commission. Then she fought and lost, oh, got nasty. cut. She's won like four fights in a row. This girl might be the hottest girl in MMA. Hold on. You gotta look on this girl's Instagram. What's After her name? Pearl Gonzalez. She is literally named like a fucking like great grandmother who survived the Holocaust. Her nickname should be Necklace. Uh, just Pearl. go out there as Pearl Necklace. But uh, I'm telling you, Pearl Gonzalez, dude. After the that's fight, the name of a woman in a Far Side cartoon. Dude, she dances, trains in San Diego. After her fight, she's like, "Look at my victory dance." It's just her and her underwear bouncing on her fucking on her bed with her fucking tits hopping up and down wow. i mean i mean you can't you get her she has a shirt over it so you can't see her tits but like this was the best victory dance <laughs> you got to see this girl oh. pearl gonzalez uh she's a, a hottie and she was she's won most of her fights uh she's won she's done a, a, a tear since going to invicta and she's a legit badass. So hats off to Pearl. She's and in I, San Diego. Also, There's so many good people in San Diego. Her dance? Look at her dance, her victory dance. Is that the... It's on her Instagram? Yeah, she's on her hotel bed just jumping up and down with her tits flopping. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to try to... Am I... Am I, I like wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. All right, good on her. 
Uh, so yeah, about whatever she's doing, keep it up because it's not like totally where it's like you can see everything, but it's just it's just sexy enough. It's very sexy. Oh, uh, just uh, once again, I'm, I'm in love with my wife, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, she's a good uh, if you if all you single guys out there. Um, and that's also, me. That's me. Not yeah. you anymore. You're in love. Oh, no, so no. I am rooting for you so hard. By the way, <laughs> thank you very uh, much. I, like, I, uh, I want to come back on the show for the post. Oh, I guess that's like in April or something. Yeah, that's like a year, dude. <laughs> oh uh, boy. And then Kay Hansen won. So she's won, she's won three fights in five weeks. She's a 19-year-old girl, left Tito's di- uh, gym, went to uh, 10th Planet Northridge, I believe she trains out of, or Fullerton, and uh, she's like this Trump supporter, shoots guns. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's 19 right, that's years right. old, and she stopped a girl who's really good. Uh, so good on you. I, I like her. And she's a, she's a, a cool chick. I'm, I'm at Nicholas Dalby won at Cage Warriors. He's a guy whose last draw, he hasn't won in three years, his last draw was against Darren Till. Whoa. That's who he drew with. Jesus. Then he had a uh, battle with depression. He talked about open battle depression. Wow! And uh, I, I like the guy. Um, I love then, that. Me and you always go for like the sad people. Of course, those are those. That's my crew. That's how I root for the, like the Olympics too. I don't know shit. I'm just like, who has the most tragic story? Oh, you were an escaped child soldier. All right, I guess I'm rooting for you now in the luge or like some event. I don't know. Yeah, those are my kind. Of, those are my people. Yeah, uh, me too. PFL Smolino Rama one. He's a guy that hung out in Calgary. Who's like. I used to be in a gang. This is where I actually bit someone's face off. Great. This is where I, like, so he's training with Henzo now in New York. And he's I love to- taking tours of that. The first time I came to L.A., Mark Marin was the guy who showed me around. So it was, like, the most depressing tour. It wasn't like, here's the Hollywood sign. It's like, yeah, here's where Kinnison overdosed. This is where I think uh, Belushi fucking died. And I was just like, I never want to come to this city. You were his opener, though, for a while, right? For a little while when I was younger, How yeah. How was that? Uh, it was a lot. Uh, but you know he was my favorite comic, and it was it was great that he took me out. Um, but you know he was going through, he was going through a divorce, so it was a bit messy. Uh, but yeah, I mean just watching him perform. I mean here's what I actually really got out of it uh, is just to be happy because he, it was at the point where like me and you would have killed for what he had, but because he was headlining, he'd been on Conan like a million times, Late Show, all this stuff. But you know there were only maybe. 30 people coming to see him and the rest were papered comedy club people and he was so unhappy but to me that was amazing you know and then he got the podcast and now it's like all right man you've interviewed barack obama like you have to be happy right um still he's still like a but it's tough man that's why i've really tried to like i mean you have talked about this so much where it's like if you put gratitude first and like what am i happy about what am i even if like if I have a shitty day at like work, for example, like starting off with like, yo, I still get to teach jujitsu or like if I have a bad set, it's kind of like, where do I go on stage next? Or I think about like, who are the comics who have told me like I'm fucking great. And like, cause you forget that stuff. One bad thing happens. Like your listeners have one bad fight. They just suddenly forget all the dope shit they've done. All the incredible fighters that have like mentored them or told them they, that, that, that they have that, a chance. Last night at the dime bar, I was like, I just got off the road. I had a great set. Da-da. And then somebody's like, hey, uh, how come you're not on Netflix? Ugh. And then they're like, hey, how come you're not pass at this club? And I was like, oh, because I don't really want to hang out there and play the game. He's like, yeah, I know, but you're better than those comics. And then I'm like, dude, I'm in a good mood. I didn't even yeah. say I wanted to be on those clubs. And, then- and even that, that's them trying to be like, you're better than them. You should be there. 
But of course it reads. And I was like, bro, you're being very negative right now. And I don't <laughs> need that in my life. And then, and then it oh, was like, awesome. and then, but then all of a sudden I became the asshole. Right. And then I'm, and then I'm like, why? And then I'm looking at the club's lineup going, why aren't I at that club? No, and then, Adam, no. So then I, and then I get into this whole, and then I came home and I, I was like, I told my clubs. wife and then she gave me a blowjob. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but she's such a champ, but made us cookies I, but last still, time. But it's still, still, it's still hard. To not get caught up in that. Buddy, my dad, uh, I sent my dad a review once when I first went overseas. I got like five stars in either The Guardian or Time Out London. Like a really good, because overseas they treat comedy like an art form and not just like you're the fucking sad jester. And and I was like, this will make my dad proud because it's not like some comedy thing, which he doesn't get. It's in like an established newspaper. I think it was The Guardian or The Scotsman or something. And I sent him the uh, I sent him the article, and he wrote me back, and he goes uh, again, not trying to be mean, just like that dude who came up to you at the show. He was like, "Hey, Jamie, really proud of you." Dot dot dot. Maybe one day you'll get reviews like that in America. And uh, I was like, "God uh, damn it! You could have stopped. You could have typed less words and made me happy. Like you could have been lazy and been like, I'm proud of you.' Send instead of like, no, you know what? Let's uh, let's stretch out on this one. Uh, maybe one day. So it's like. But I know that was him being like, I believe in you. It's just people when they don't know that comics are fragile psychopaths yeah. and that like everything has to be like like buttered up for us so we don't uh, kill ourselves. One of the, one of the craziest Mark Maron stories is like, I was in New York. It was right after 9-11. It yeah. was like a week after 9-11. I was at Stand Up New York. I was with Marin for those gigs. He did right around 9/11 because he was the first guy I saw doing 9/11 jokes. He was driving me around to these gigs. So it like, was I, like a I, benefit, right? I, 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 I might have been it there, was a benefit. dude. Everyone was killing, and Marin comes in. I don't know what he, he's on drugs. I don't know what the deal. He was is sober. There. No, he was sober then. I think. But he his eye. He had he had the crazy eyes. You yeah, know? well, he, that's Mark. And he goes up there and he goes, "This is a bullshit, a fictitious war with a bullshit <laughs> president." And not only did Bush fucking know about it, he okayed it and then walks off the stage. Whoa. And everybody was like, uh, uh, like, jaws were on the floor. Holy shit. And, I, and then at first people were like, people were like angry. Like, like what the fuck? I mean, it was in New York. Right. And, if, and I, I just was like, I'd never seen him like that before in my life. That's you know? wild. Well, I remember, I actually remember one of the things that made me be like, oh, you're one of the best comics in the world is no one was doing 9-11 material in New York. Like, people were starting to do comedy because they wanted to laugh and stuff like that. And Marin, to me, came up with the best joke because it wasn't making fun of 9-11. It was so perfect where he goes, uh, I think it was his opener for a little bit. He was like, my agent called me like, like uh, a ridiculously short amount of time after 9-11 and was like, so, Mark, you... Uh, you're finally gonna move to uh, you're finally gonna move to Los Angeles, which is like a super fucked up thing to say. Which again, brilliant comedy, right? Like yeah, yeah. not making him the bad guy; someone else is the bad guy. And uh, and then he goes, uh, he goes, don't you guys have earthquakes? And he goes, New York may be the target of terrorism, but LA is the target of God, and it murdered. Oh, wow. Murdered. Wow. It was so perfect. It's so smart. Again, like not making fun of 9 11, uh, making this fucking agent the bad guy. Uh, it's still dark and edgy. And then it kind of ends up being a pro New York joke. I, you- I, yeah. No, I was in New York and Craig Gass. You know Craig Gass? Yeah, I don't know him, but he used to come around like the Boston when I was working so there. So he goes on stage and he walked, and I used to have to stand outside and give out flyers for like two hours a day. At what club? At Gladys's Comedy Club. Okay, so, that's, so I was doing the same thing at the Boston Comedy Club. So, uh, you know, 
Craig Gas came and we were all excited because it was on the Howard Stern show and this and that. Yeah. And it was nothing he worse. He makes noises than, with his mouth. Yeah. So he goes up there and he's like right after 9 11 and, and everyone in New York is like scared. It's all tourists. That was like two days later and people were like, what the fuck? You know, like they couldn't even get out of, the, out of New York. They couldn't fly out if they wanted to, you know? Yeah. So he goes, you know, I put on MTV and they showed the, the, um, you know, the, the uh, planes crashing into whatever. So then I put on ESPN and then they show the planes crashing. So then I put on the Playboy channel. And I'm like, what's going to happen? And the girl was sucking two dicks, right? But wow. everybody got up and left. People were got like, up and left? Left. Cleared out the whole room. Do you think because they were like, yo, I got to see that fucking Playboy no, Channel show. Like, I got to see a girl suck two dicks. day. <laughs> and I was pissed because I spent two hours getting the whole crowd in there. Oh. Dude, me, me and Craig toured after that for a little bit. We actually, we did, we did Captain Brian's in uh, Florida, right? Which is okay. a great club. But he goes, he does all these impressions. He does like, imp- best impressions ever. Like Al Pacino. He's a machine. De Niro. And his parents were deaf. So he learned how to watch TV, how to do TV by Whoa, watching television. How fucking how to interesting. How watch television. That's why he's so good at impression. That's so interesting. So both his parents are deaf. So he goes up there and he goes on every radio station saying that Al Pacino, De Niro, Sandler, and Tracy Morgan are oh, all going to be at God. Captain Brian's to watch us perform. Oh, no. So now the whole fucking town of Naples shows up, oh, right? No. And people are like, people that like Tracy Morgan owned money to were there, like his, his like Stop mechanic. It. Everyone had Adam Sandler posters. So oh, the whole time during God. the show, everyone's looking around to see where the fuck these people of are. Of course. Not knowing it's the guy. So then, like, uh, <laughs> people got so fucking angry because uh, then he starts doing the impressions on stage, and then you could just slowly see people realize this was the guy on the radio, and they were just fucking geez. like. So he, every shit said he had would go really well until the impressions. Oh my and god! Then people realized they, that they've been hoodwinked. Can I tell uh, you the story that I don't know if I should tell from sure. AKA that I think, uh, but I just wanted to tell you. Sure. Uh, so I, I was. I, I'm pretty convinced one of the reasons I dropped out of high school is because I was too nervous to like get naked in the showers. Uh, but uh, I can do it now because I've been a man of fight gyms for many years. And uh, so I go back uh, and I'm showering at AKA after training. And Khabib and a bunch of his dudes come back, but they're all like wearing like shorts yeah. uh, in the shower. And I was like, fuck. Did I fuck up? Like I was like really nervous. You're the naked one? Yeah, it was me <laughs> surrounded by these horrifying Dagestani men in little shorts, <laughs> and I'm just like fuck, 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 fuck. Like I finally had the balls to like be naked, and uh, <laughs> and before I went in there, you should also know I have a huge crush on Luke Rockhold. Like watching him spar and stuff, I'm like that guy's just crush. Like, I mean, like, like I mean, like a cool? guy. Hey, hey, maybe I have a crush, but like uh, a okay. dude crush where you're just like, I want to be that guy. Like yeah, I want yeah, that yeah. fucking swagger. Yeah, I yeah. want that like you're too good looking to be uh, talented kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, fucking Rockhold, he was being such an asshole. Rockhold, when everyone was slapping hands, he was like doing something else, and one of the coaches was like, Hey, you're not above this. Go slap everyone's hand. So he walked by and he slapped everyone's asses, just as like a fuck you. So like. Uh, no big deal, you guys. Luke Rockhold slapped my ass. No, that's hilarious. So, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. My ass has been slapped by my man crush. <laughs> but now I'm in the shower surrounded by angry Dagestanians and little tiny swimsuit around. Because then I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And so I just am like, we're done here. I'm going to leave. Uh, and I go to leave. And like I wanted to say I'm sorry. And I'm literally walking out and I'm nervous. And I'm like, should I not have been naked? And well, now, at, now the guy's looking at you and he's making eye contact? I, I, I don't fucking know because I was looking down. Uh, I was just like looking down at my like little tiny like scared dick. And, uh, and then I go to walk out 
And right as I was going to like feel bad or feel like embarrassed, fucking Luke Rockhold, dick swinging, hips forward, might as well have been holding the newspaper, like didn't give a fuck, like marches back into that shower. Oh, okay. And I'm like, you all right, he knew that you were fair. naked and wanted to make and the- for solidarity, he's like, oh, my homie. It was like that Adam Sandler movie. I got to go get his back. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody pees himself. You know, like Billy Madison. Yeah, did, you have, yeah, did you have yeah. a huge dick? Uh, dude, everything about him is, is, is he, it's not fair. His life is not fair. I wow. hope he knows. I hope he doesn't marinate. I hope he knows how good he has it. Uh, Cause I heard he has a big dick. From who? I just heard it. Wait, what do you mean you That's like a it? piece of information you hear like five no, well, years ago he, and it just sticks that, in your head. He, he has that, that, that like funny picture where like he's like stuffing his pants. But, uh, no, do we hear a funny rock? This rock hole story. Yes, so I will hear any I, rock hole I had story. heard he banged this girl who's a celebrity. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name in front of like three of her friends. Oh, and then they were like giving him instructions on how to fuck her. Whoa. So, which I thought was like. Those are good friends. So then, I, so I asked him, I go, hey man, is it true that you banged so and so in front of all her friends? And he goes, no. Not all her friends. <laughs> he's so awesome. He's kind of weird too, I heard. Uh, but he's fucking, dude, I love him a lot. Yeah, he's, he seems like a real nice guy. He was really fucking nice to me. He was really nice. He was really nice to everybody. He was like, you know, what I loved the most about AKA is the fighters were coaching each other just as much as the coaches are. Like, they care so much about each other, um, which is really fucking cool to watch. Now, were they impressed by your skills? Could you tell that they were like... I mean, I don't think they noticed. I was just like a dude who happened to be there that day. I think they got a bunch of visitors. But everyone I rolled with is very complimentary of it, oh, for really? sure. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Did you, did you tap anybody? It was, uh, yeah, 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 of course. That's awesome. Um, of course, Adam. Of course, of course. I, I, mean, Idiot. I, I mean, these guys are all black belts. Fidge tapped, right? the, fidge tapped the shit out <laughs> I of mean, them. Most of the guys are black belts, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but there were like amateur guys there, and Fidge tapped the shit out of me Come with on, uh, a no-armed Ezekiel, which is a move that I use a lot, but I've never no felt it. Ezekiel? Or no, a no-gi Ezekiel, sorry. It's, yeah, uh, it's like no-arms. It, huh? Yeah. I, oh, I think I taught it to you because it's a really good transition from the arm triangle when they turn away. You can, and then you kind of rear naked your hands. So uh, it's like a neck crank and a choke. It's just awful. Um, awesome. Let alone if John Fitch is doing it so to I'm trying you. to get Diego Sanchez on the phone. Of course he's not picking up. Diego Sanchez? Let's all take bets about what Diego Sanchez is doing. Look, come on, Diego. Can't wait to hear what his new nickname is, dude. Dude, it's going right to voicemail, too. That Should could mean that he's on the phone right now with somebody else. Uh, you think so? Yeah. Do you be doing another podcast? Uh, who, who's, all right, so let's talk about some of the fights this week. Oh, well, first of all, I mean, there's, there's some decent fights on this card, dude. Dude, but the whole card. Why are people being so shitty about it? It's just the whole main fucking event. card is good. It leaves the like a bad taste. It's fucking good. It is, but it sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I so wanted to see Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. I was like, oh, man, I can't oh, wait for that fight. Oh, God, I got it. You know, dude, that's just I why. love Darren Till. Darren Till yeah. is like Luke Rockhold level to me, where it's just like, I like tall dudes with swagger. I guess I that's my know, fucking I'm not style. By, I'm not, not that he's not a great fighter. I just, this, a part of me thinks that, like, like, he beat Cerrone, right? And I yep. want to talk about the Cerrone interview on Rogan because that's something I really want to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. I just saw the Jackson Wink oh, part. Oh, he went off on the Jackson. That was I mean, nuts. Oh, my God. Uh, so I want to get Diego's, actually, opinion on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to wait for that. But he, the Wonder Boy is a real tough guy to look good against. But he didn't really, I thought they gave each other way too much respect. And yeah. What, I just, he never fought a high-level wrestler like Tyron Woodley. I mean, dude, he's one of those guys 
And again, I'm not the best guy for this. Like, I know I fight too, but like, I usually vote with my heart. But I remember when people said this about Connor. I remember when people said it about John Jones. And, you know, I was there for all of those Jones fights. I was there when he beat Bader and got the title shot. I was there when he fought Shogun. And like, Till's one of those dudes who's just special. And when they talk about like the hype or when they talk about like, I mean, I absolutely think he can do it. I love Woodley. I think Woodley's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but uh, Till's special, and like, and 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 you know, if uh, if he loses, it's like, cool. Then like he needed that, and he'll come back stronger, and he'll work on his ground game. Because Till admits he's like, my ground game is shit. So like, we'll see. Like, if Woodley gets into the ground, maybe now Till comes back with like a new arsenal. A lot of people got upset at him because what he said kind of was. I understand what he was saying, but like, I guess I guess understand how people took it out of context. Where he's like, I have a pregnant wife, I'm not seeing a pregnant girl, I'm not seeing. I haven't seen my kid in a while. Everything, everything is about fighting. Hey, is this Phil Baroni? Before we talk to Phil Baroni, listen, people, sexual performance issues. I'm sure, Phil doesn't have that problem, but it's more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. That's you, Ween Dog. That's me, dude. That's you, Jamie. Listen. 40% of men by age 40 struggle to not be able to get and maintain an erection. Oh, that's the worst. You finally get the person you like home with you or your lover or somebody you're married to and then you can't get it up. Yikes. Well, listen, they got you covered. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss. It's something I need. Skin care, me too. Sexual wellness, I'm good with that. But other people for men. Listen, people, I'm telling you guys, stop not getting erections. Stop losing your hair. Stop having terrible skin. No. For hims will connect you with real doctors. Medical grade solutions to treat erectile dysfunction. No snake oil pills. No gas station counter supplements. No waiting rooms. No awkward doctor visits. Nothing. They'll take care of it. Listen, people, it's erectile without the dysfunction. It is hard, made, easy. Just go. Uh, you can try. Uh, for hims for a month today for just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds at a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA roasted. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA roast E D. That's forhims.com slash MMA roasted. Also, people, um, I gotta talk to you about something else. Something else that's really important. Santa Cruz Medicinals. I'm telling you guys, they make potent lab tested CBD formulas. They are a thousand milligram CBD infused coconut oil is amazing. Add it to your coffee, to your shakes, or to use topically to reduce inflammation. They help absorb and get rid of pain, okay? Trust me, I have a lot of pain when I work out. I'm 40 years old. I'm not the young buck I once was when I was a four-time Class A New England champion wrestler. That's right. Only done it four times in the history of the tournament. One of them was me. But now, I'm in pain all the time. But thank God for Santa Cruz Medicinals, okay? It's amazing to add to recipes, and they can make any recipe CBD infused. They make 2,000 CBD infused MCT oil that is very potent and really helps with pain. I'm telling you guys, this is, and girls, this will check it out. Just go to, uh, check them out. You use the code MMA Roasted for just $5 off your order. Okay, that's just $5 off your order. Check them out. Santa Cruz Medicinals. They're awesome. Yo. Yo, what's up? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's it going, buddy? 
What's up, brother? I'm here with Jamie Kilstein, uh, as well as Ween Dog. We have several questions about Diego Sanchez we have to ask uh, you since he wasn't answering his phone. How are you doing, man? You're doing a bare knuckle fighting against Chris Lieben yes. in what, three weeks? No, it's like eight weeks. Eight, now, are you ready for this bare knuckle fight? Born ready. Born, now, how are you training for this? What? Uh, how are you training for the fight? Boxing people. Boxing people. Boxing, that's, that's, <laughs> up, yeah. It's stocking. Now, are you training with the, the uh, Diaz brothers at all? I go over there sometimes, yeah. Nice. And uh, how, how do you do against, against Nate and uh, Nick Diaz? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember. You know what I mean? Now, now yesterday you posted on. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. We get high after training, so I don't, I don't fuck it. No. It's pretty good. good. That's, that's good. pretty good. I thought, you quit, good. I thought you quit smoking pot. I forgot. Oh yeah, you forgot to quit. Now, now, yesterday you posted on Instagram. You should start doing like mo you should start doing like memento shit and like writing like what? you should start like the movie Memento. Like you can write the shit on your chest so when you wake up the next day, it's like did well against Nate. Stop smoking pot. Pick up eggs. <laughs> what do you? I could, I could I could I couldn't understand what he said. But if it was good, yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. All right, good. Now, yesterday you posted on Instagram, Happy Memorial Day, uh, but it was Labor Day. Uh, did, uh, did anybody tell you that it was Memorial Day? Yeah, I noticed that later on, yeah. <laughs> same shit, though. Same, same, same shit? Same, same, <laughs> same, you know what I meant? Yeah. You know what I meant? Of course, of course. Now, and, uh, last, yeah. last time we talked, you were at the bar. You had a chick with you. It was 3 in the afternoon. You had just banged her. You were dropping her back off at the bar. Are you still with that girl? Yeah, I'll, send you a I'll send you a picture of her. I just dropped her off again. I'll send you a picture of her. Nice, nice. Now, is this your girlfriend? or? No. No. Uh, are you still uh, banging a bunch of whores uh, uh, off Tinder and Instagram? Yes. That's good. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your move on Instagram? Like, how do you initiate the conversation? What's your line? What? What do you say? What's your line off Instagram? What's, like, your go-to move? Come over. <laughs> Great. That was literally better than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> so come over. All right, that works. That works. Now you're fighting Chris. Yeah, every time. Now how's the pay for bare knuckle boxing, Chris Lieben? Is it paying good? We're really, really good. I just turned down. Uh, I just had to turn down Oscar De La Hoya. Really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Oh wait, what did uh, De, what, what did De La Hoya offer you? Less. Less. <laughs> and, then, Less. and that was to fight Vitor Belfort, right? No, 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 no. I, I like to fight Peter Belfort, you know what I mean? But, but no, I don't, I don't know who was to fight. Some other guy. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, now, is this your only fight you're focusing on? So sometimes you have King of the Cage fights. Sometimes you have fights. Sometimes you have grappling matches. Uh, you know, uh, uh, are there any other things you're training for right now or just the bare-knuckle boxing? I've just been boxing, but this shit, I just realized it's pretty fucking far, so I might do something. Grapple or yeah, now, are you going to have a rematch with AJ Amazon? Because I heard that was pretty close. Smash that guy. Bro, bro, this, this grappling thing is so fugazi, bro. <laughs> Listen, they, they say I got to be a black one. Listen, I'm a two-time All-American Hammer House. You know, the greatest, the greatest team that was ever assembled. Nothing but UFC and Pride champions, you know, and, and great bodies. 
fucking best bench press team, <laughs> having a record for the most bench press. And, and just, you know, it's a fucking fugazi, a black belt. Take a black belt off his tie around your fucking neck and hang it with it. Fuck your black belt. I did smash your black belt fucking 2000. N- n- right now, uh, now what's his name? Jamie just came back from AKA. He said, "Oh, let me in that thing. Get me in that thing. Uh, I, I, yeah, give me a rematch with that guy. Oh, oh, give me a rematch with that guy. against a- no AJ's. He, I got he, it. He said you're the strongest guy he's ever. Gra- he says you're the strongest yeah, I'm guy. Super strong yet? I am. He's, he, he said that you put him in a can opener and that he felt it for like two weeks. Yeah, I could have popped his neck off. I felt bad for him because it was just a grappling match. If I wrestle him again, I'm not gonna let him out of the can opener. <laughs> now, can you submit a guy with a can opener, Jamie? Can I what? Could you could you submit a guy with a can opener? Uh, probably not. Really? But I also can't fuck girls off Instagram, so I think Phil, Phil no, Baroni's like saying, on to I'm something. Saying, is it possible to submit? Oh somebody? yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of guys would rather die than tap to one, so they're gonna pretend it doesn't uh, hurt. I, I got a good one, man. I got a good one. Is it, now, I, I'm gonna put it on a pet next Now, time. what happened with him? Him and AJ. He grabbed my fingers, otherwise he would tap them. So what happened was AJ just took second in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Came back and, and then went against against Phil Baroni in a grappling match. It went into double over. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was on a fucking panda. I was like 100. <laughs> I, I, I was small and chubby, man. I, I wasn't training. So, I just went there drunk and wrecked him. So yeah, he went there drunk. He put him in a Russian, put him in a can opener, was beating him up. Like, it was an instant out trip, double legs, and fireman's carry like a fish. Everything. So he would have beaten him. If it was by points, yeah. he would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he didn't know the rules. And the rule was that Hilarious. you start off in, in uh, positions. Oh, right, right, right. So he starts off behind you, choking you. It was the stupidest shit. Whatever, man. Shit. Whatever. So they said... So, so anyway, the whole, the whole rest of the, the whole jiu-jitsu <laughs> black belt gimmick is just that. It's just a fuck gimmick. It's impossible to get in those fuck things. There's a bunch of little dorky dudes around here in Stockton <laughs> that are getting in all these fucking events. Not, you know what I mean? <laughs> No-name guys. It's impossible to get into to, to those things. But, but Chell th- just put me in there. You yeah. know, Chell just put me in there. Who the fuck knows why I did that, but... But Phil, but Phil, I gotta say. But Phil, I gotta say, you've been training for you've been training for twenty three years, right? You've trained with the best. You've, yeah, fought, you've fought the best guys in the world, best guys in the world. And but you said you've never done an arm bar in your life. How is that possible? Why the fuck would I do that? Uh, well, isn't that a, a move that people use to win moves to win matches? I don't want to do that shit. That's weak. Is, is it is it weak? Wait, no. I want to know why why why. Why do you think it's weak? I I, I, I don't I'm like. Not, I'm not an armbar guy, dude. I'm not. A, I don't. I never fuck armbar people. No, I love it. I I, I, I suck I'm it on. I'm, I'm American. <laughs> You're an American. So wait, I want I, I want the Phil Baroni T-shirt. I want to make a custom shirt that says I don't armbar. I'm an American, and it's you choking it's someone. Dude, let's let's make that shirt. Holy shit! So, what's your go to your go to jujitsu move then? Can't open. Can't open her, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but it, no, but it seems like you're making life harder for yourself. Like if you would just learn moves that are that are more likely to get people to tap, then then you would win, right? Oh, what do you mean? I tap everybody with all those moves. You tap people with can openers in practice? Fuck yeah, do it, yeah. What really? Bro, listen, listen, get me. Call fucking Eddie Bravo. Get me on that submission underground where you slap the shit out of the motherfuckers. Whoever that is. Eddie Bravo slap the shit. You know what I'm talking about? Combat yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. Any fucking grappler thing I'll take against anybody 
I guarantee I'll win. I mean, I'll put it's an open challenge. But how, it's an open dude, challenge. we have to get him on EBI. But, we have to get him on EBI. Cody Rhodes, too. Cody Rhodes wants to wrestle that little fucking twerp. I'll wring his fucking neck, too. But how do you think you would do against a guy, a guy like Paul Harris? I'll fuck him up. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not joking, bitch. I'm strong and I'm fast, bro. I, I, I'm strong and fast, too. I, but he's on Roy's, that guy. It looks like. Yeah. I'll probably... I'll get some. <laughs> I don't even know where to get their steroids. Uh, but Try and get me some. Now, if you get me some, I'll take it. Would you like some CBD olive oil? But now, who are some big jujitsu guys that he can go against? I mean, fuck, man. I want to. I, I, I say put. I, I say Eddie's. I say put him in the I combat jujitsu tournament. Guy again. I, w- I worked him. That's the easy too. I'll go against anyone. I don't give a fuck. That's the rest of my whole life. You know, I believe it. I mean, the fact that you went up against a guy who took second in Abu Dhabi the week before. I wasn't even training. I was fucking. Craig Jones. I smell like. I was wasted. But then afterwards, he goes. The, afterwards, he, the rules afterwards, he goes, look at me and look at him. The girls want me. I get more pussy. I'm the real winner. That's Amazing. What, that, that's what he said in the, in the cage or the whatever. Now, what about you and Chael in a grappling match? Well, I, I work him. He knows it. And what, and what about Bisbing? Ah, uh, you know, come on. <laughs> he, he can't wrestle. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, all right, all right. So, all right. Is anybody listening to the podcast, open challenge in grappling, Phil Baroni. Yeah, if you want to fucking grapple, I'll fuck your, I'll fuck, can't open it up for shit. I'll rape choke you. I'll pass your guard. Of course you would, but you're you're no, no, you're, no, no, no fugazi envelope moves at the end. No one American armor moves. Then he's gonna Instagram your girl, and he's and gonna and say, and "Come over." Has that fucking re- re- wrestling thing with the open hand strikes? Let me go in that motherfucker. Let me go in AJ and that. I'll take his ass down and fucking slap the shit out of that bitch. But what about a guy like I'm Gary? Down. Now, how do you think you do against a guy like Gary Tonin? Gary Wallace, I fucked the shit out of him too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. Phil Baroni coming through. Open challenge. Anybody out there? Now, Chris Anybody, Lee. Anybody, you want to grapple? I'll grapple the fuck out of you. Fucking have a house certified. I felt under the legend, the first ever UFC Pride Heavyweight Champion, the first ever uh, UFC Heavyweight Champion, Pride Grand Prix Champion, you know, the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, Martha Hamill Corbin. That's how I got my blast all on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Suck a dick. Suck a, suck a dick. Now, uh, now on this bare knuckle boxing, uh, what's the date on the on what? When, when's the date? It's in Wyoming. When is it? Like eight weeks. Eight weeks. You versus Chris Lieben. <laughs> now, who are you? Are you? <laughs> how much are you smoking right now? Yeah, I'm gonna go lift weights for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're in good health. Now, who else is on this card? <laughs> All right, so it'll be on pay per view, right? I think Beck Rollins and Rico Rodriguez. Rico Rodriguez right on, on the card. card. Rowdy Beck Rollins. I like it. Bare knuckle boxing. It's you're fun, dude. you're my new favorite fighter, Phil Baroni. <laughs> Thank you for this. What he said? You're his new favorite fighter, Phil Baroni. Oh yeah, I'm sure I am. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Now, um, are you getting any grappling done while you're in Stockton? Yeah, I go over, I go over the ends. Oh, nice. Are you doing gi or uh, no gi? Whatever. Fuck it. I try to do no gi. Yeah, Whatever, yeah. Whatever, though. Now, Chris Lieben has a really hard head. 
He's hard to knock out. Uh, yeah, I hit hard. You know what I mean? I hit fucking hard. Are you worried about how how much? No. About, not at all. <laughs> no, he's there. He's there to hit, and I like and I hit hard. You know, I just don't think you take my shots. I think I'm fast now. I don't think you take my shots. Now, Crazy Horse broke both of his hands last week doing bare knuckle boxing. Oh yeah, Crazy Horse. Is, I think Crazy Horse is fighting too. All right, but I know, but I'm saying, are you worried about throwing as hard as you can? About, so you're not going to break your hands, all right? Ah, fuck that. All right, all right. I'm well, punch him in the mouth. No, nah, fuck that. I, I hear you. Yeah, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, I like it. So you versus Chris Lieben. I'm looking at it right now. October 20th. Bare knuckle boxing. Bare knuckle boxing. Casper. I'm going to take this dude out. Fucking tie out the dude so you know it's not going fucking more than a round. Yeah. It's going to be a first round fucking, it's going to be a first round fucking war, bro. It's in Casper, Wyoming. I know, I know what I'm getting paid for. I know what I'm getting brought here for. So is he. And we've always delivered, right? It's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. Now, do you have to make weight for this? Yeah. Fucking forgot. He negotiated higher. What's the weight? I don't know. I just seen him. He looks skinny as fuck. So I don't know. I thought they said he couldn't make weight, so they made it higher. But now I just seen him. He looks thin. So I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, you, you, your last fight was 15 seconds. You knocked the fuck out of the guy. 205. 205. 205. All right. Yeah. Cool. For 200. <laughs> well, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. Uh, Jamie, yeah. anything else? No, no. This has been perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Now, now, Jamie just came back from AKA. That used to be your old gym, right? Yeah, how was it? It was great. It was great. Everyone was solid. Who's really? over there? Uh, Who's over there? The Russians? Yeah, there were a lot of Russians. Uh, Rockhold, uh, Fitch. Rockhold's back over there? Rockhold's over there? Rockhold's over there. Yeah, it was good. I think Cormier was there. Are you yeah, allowed I back over there? Over there. I might drive over there and spot. It's not that fucking far, really. Yeah, you should go over there. Yeah, I used to always go over there. Sure, I was just thinking about it. Didn't you beat everyone up over there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was always the toughest everywhere. I mean, wherever I ever been, I was the toughest. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. All right. All right, well, listen. Thank you, Phil. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck with your upcoming fight. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> dude when people do your show i love the last time i was on someone was going through like the popeyes drive-thru that with phil Brony just getting stone out of his i don't even ask him to be on the show i just call him by the way i had to go like 10 minutes ago and that was just the i couldn't leave that was the funniest shit I, I started texting my friend who trains uh, who trains down there with like the Diaz boys, and I was like, "Hey, is Phil Brony insane?" He's like, "He's a fucking maniac," and I was like, "It was, it was so good." I, was, I immediately started following him on Twitter. Um, it's on American. What move do you use? Can opener. It's like he's just can opening people. It is so goddamn funny. Um, I gotta go. But the can opener is not a it's not a high percentage move, is it? No, but I bet he's just really fucking... It's like a white belt wrestler move you use just to get people to open their guard. But if someone fucking... It hurts, dude. I mean, if, if you can't move and someone is like compressing your spine and neck, like if someone like Phil Baroni did it to me, he could get me to tap to that shit. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like... What the fuck is he saying to you while he's can't open you? That's a huge question. Probably terrifying things would be my guess. Probably horrible things that will haunt your dreams. 
is what I think. I can't wait to watch uh, him versus uh, Chris Lieben and Bare Knuckle Box. Dude. I you mean, got. You're not home for any of this shit. I want to come. There's that. Then no, there's I'm, you I'm, getting I'm, I'm late in March. Yeah. This is like a good time. Yeah, we may be doing shows stuff. together. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, I on. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be a good fight, though. I feel yeah. like. I don't know, man. It'll be good. Um, well, look, I'm late. I got to go. Um, can I plug my shit? Yeah, of course. Uh, cool. Follow me on Twitter, guys, at Jamie Kilstein, J-A-M-I-E-K-I-L-S-T-E-I-N. Instagram, at Jamie Kilstein Podcast. I post a new stand-up fucking finally on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Jamie Kilstein. Well, that was like a fucking beat of a Skype call. Yeah. Uh, and then Jamie Kilstein Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Nice. Hello, is this Craig White? Yeah, it's happening. You're right. What's up, buddy? You're fighting Diego Sanchez this Saturday night. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Are you excited? I am, mate. I'm over the moon. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, man congrats, congratulations, man. That's a huge... Now, do you feel like... Uh, is it we? Is it kind of like bittersweet because it's a huge fight for you and yada yada, but Diego is such a, a name and like a legend and a, a beloved fighter? Yeah, I mean, as a fighter and a fan, I like... I've loved Diego Sanchez over the years. I mean, he's a great fight to watch. He's always puts on entertaining fights for the fans. Um, he's the type of fighter you love to be and love to fight. And the fact I'm getting a chance to is just amazing. And I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't wait for this fight. Uh, now, your yeah. last fight, you were doing great against Neil Magny. You were hanging in there. Everything was great. And then he hit you with a knee from hell, right? Are you on about the knee to the head or the knee to the body that was before? Because yeah. everyone seems to have um, a different take on what I, um, well, actually did happen. Well, <laughs> which one really hurt you? I mean, obviously both. But which, which one was like, I mean, if he, was it the knee to the head that really um, fucked you up in the beginning? No, I mean, the knee to the head um, was completely fine. I mean, it didn't really do much. It was the knee to the body beforehand. So what had happened from all the short notice weight cut I'd done, although I'd recovered and my body had all the energy it needed, um, and I was able to actually function um all the kind of damage it had done internally hadn't recovered um in time so when i got a knee to the body just before um the knee to the head that actually is what done the damage and from there it just caught me it took everything out of me and the knee to the head the only reason i dropped is basically neil magny was the one that was supporting me up against the cage at the time so oh, wow. <laughs> um, the knee to the head itself like basically kind of woke me up um, and I was trying like move a defender on the floor but I just couldn't because basically I'd just been caught in the body and I just couldn't move so well, it was just a bit frustrating but that's kind of hey, the dangers you make with uh, and the risks you take with cutting that much weight on short notice. Yeah, you lost 43 pounds in two weeks? Yeah, I think um, yeah, it was about 12 kilos which I think I'm not sure what that goes into in pounds I think it's like 43 or 46 or 46, something. So. Now, how do you lose 46 pounds in two weeks? Um, by training four times a day in sweats and eating probably about five, six hundred calories a day. If that, it, was, it wasn't a great um, experience to tell you the truth. <laughs> no, I mean, I cut, I, when I, in wrestling in high school, in college, I was cutting like 17 a week and that was like, that was going through hell. I was, I was angry. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I felt like I could, my body couldn't move. It was just fucking uh, if anybody walked into me or bumped into me, I, I would snap immediately. It was horrible. I couldn't imagine yeah. adding another 25 pounds on top of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah I, I'm just so stubborn and professional that what if I've said I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure I do. And like, It wasn't the best thing to do and it wasn't the healthiest, but I managed to get it done. I managed to rehydrate effectively and all that, but 
there's some things you can't take away and you can't recover from and yeah that's kind of what was a detriment to me which we're saying it's frustrating but at the end of the day that's the fight game so so you were up to what 216 pounds at that point i was yeah i mean i was coming i'd had a fight about two months beforehand um and all i was doing at the weekends was i was catching up with my friends my family I had loads of events like weddings and birthdays to go to so i wasn't training as much i was just kind of ticking over nicely so i was just a bit like saying catching up on everything so i wasn't really worried about my weight and then obviously i get the call which is one which you should be worried about your weight yeah. um and at that point i was like right okay i've got to sort it out and i managed to do it and get in there in the end Damn. Well, listen, man. So how much weight did you cut for this fight? Um, not as much. I was walking around about 90 kilos um, when I got the cool. So it's been a nice, healthy weight cut. Um, Good. Every kind of target I've had like for myself to try and hit each week, I've hit days ahead. I've been on weight um, every time. So it's been nice, easy to connect. I've been able to like make sure I'm eating effectively, eating the right foods, having some treats here and there, which always helps. And Right now, I'm feeling strong and feeling very energized a few days out from weigh-in. So I'm just looking forward to getting the last little bit done and then getting to grips with everything and getting there on fight day. Now, Diego, um, you know, he's been he's been knocked out his last two fights uh, by Matt Brown and by Ally Quinta. Are you going to immediately try to test the chin? I'm just going to go in there and just kind of see what happens. I mean, I know Diego's going to come out aggressive. I'm not going to look to try and finish it because the minute you start, or sorry, trying to knock him out because the minute you start doing that, that's when you risk leaving yourself open, yeah. getting caught yourself. And with the experience and aggression that Diego brings to his fights, that's the last thing you want to do is the minute you let your guard down, um, he's going to capitalize on that. So I'm just going to take the fight at the pace he comes in at, keep the pace set at that, and we'll see who can keep the pace going for that length of time. Now, I was reading about you. You started doing Taekwondo at 11 years old. You're a black belt in Taekwondo. Now, yep. do you think Taekwondo is effective? Because it seems like certain guys like Wonderboy and MVP, they, they're really effective with their karate. But other guys, they swear that Muay Thai is the way to go as far as effective striking. And Taekwondo, it's sort of like you're getting points, but not doing much damage. What's your, uh, what's your philosophy on this? It's been a long time since I've done any Taekwondo in itself. So, I mean, I stopped when I was 16, 17. So you're going on like 10... 11, 12 years since I even attempted to do any form of traditional Taekwondo. But the foundations I got for my kicks and a bit of my movement on my striking is it's still there and I still utilize it. But in terms of like effective striking, in Taekwondo, you don't really use your hands as much. Your hands are low and that creates obviously a bad habit with MMA because you want to be defending your head, defending your body to the best of your ability. Um, so I think as far as as a martial art, transition across to MMA and utilizing it to be, for it to be effective. Taekwondo isn't one of the best, but there's parts of it you can use and it does help. Like saying, well, I haven't done it for so long. Um, it does help with my training, like my flexibility is still there, my kicking ability is still there, my speed and my kicks. But I used to take Taekwondo like and like they would put your, 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 like, your wrists and stuff by your, uh, by your hips and be like, huh, huh. like you're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> Nah, well, I don't think I'm going to go in the middle and try to do um, a pattern or a form or anything. So. Oh, okay. That's good. Now, <laughs> I, now yeah, I, I, also mean, read I, think, I also read sorry. that your trainer is Dave Matthews. Uh, yes. Now, does that get uh, – is that hard that he's always on the road singing and he's doing satellite and ants marching <laughs> and stuff like that? 
he is one of the best people, one of the best bands you could imagine and hope for in your team. So he always keeps me in high spirits. Um, okay. We're obviously big fans of the Dave Matthews band, and we're <laughs> oh, yeah. in the background now saying how he has. So, oh, nice, good, um, good, good. Obviously, it's kind of that's a wasted joke and a wasted thing in the UK, as we've learned. Um, but over here, everyone seems to know exactly what that is, so it's <laughs> nice. um, always welcome. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Now, are you only allowed to bring one cornerman? Um, you get one cornerman included, but I only tend to have the one cornerman usually anyway. Um, in addition to Dave this time, I've got my dad in my corner as well. Oh, nice. So I've got two, but that's cool. I mean, Dave himself, I've been with him for so long. He knows me better than anyone else. And he's the one voice I listen out to when I'm fighting. And he's also the one coach I work with. So there's no need to bring an excessive amount of people just to have them there. Right, um, right, right, right if when i'm not going to be listening out for them they're not the people i've been working with like for hours a day every day for the last six weeks in especially alone the last 12 years yeah, yeah um, of course of course but dave himself is essentially like my second dad so the fact i'm going to have my two dads in my corner for this fight uh, um it means a lot to me and it's going to bring a different craig white out in the cage and everyone's going to see a much better more focused version of me than they have done before um because of that are there any other uh, UFC people or pro fighters at your gym? Um, no, I'm the only one. So I'm from quite a small gym um, in in Devon in the UK. So I think at best, if we've probably got about 12 active fighters um, among the amateur and pro ranks. Only about three or four of us are pro there. But we're a very small, self-sufficient team. Um, we're effective in what we do. We travel around a little bit to get sparring sessions done with other gyms um like some of them are ufc fighters others like bellator fighters cage rose fighters um but yeah we're just a small team that works well together i like it and then you're from you're from a small town right i mean what there's 100 people in your town or something 200 people (laughs) um probably about thirty thousand, which obviously (laughs) isn't as large as the amounts of people that there seems to be over in the states i think I was joking when we were driving out of Dallas Airport that the size of Dallas Airport is basically the size of the town. Wow. So yeah, but that kind of puts it into perspective. I like it though, man. You're, you're the, now, is it like a farm town? Is it like a, the sticks? Is it, a, is it rural? Um, Urban? Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's a seaside town, but Devon itself is like a county. Um, so it's essentially like what Texas is a state. It's more of like kind of a mix between farm um, and seaside we've got a dr- the jurassic coast one of the um world heritage sites right on our doorstep um and it goes all the way along the coast and we have a beautiful beach as a result of it and it's just a fantastic place to live it's beautiful i love it um, so now are you married yeah, you married you have a girlfriend pardon are you single you married girlfriend um i've got a girlfriend how long um i've going on seven years wow and and like no ring no, no, right. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the matter? What are you waiting for? I'm too busy fighting. Oh, fuck. Come on, man. Look, you're, the, you're, you're in the UFC. You're, it's the dog's bullocks. This is, this is it, bro. You got to – she wants a ring, right? Um, no, I don't think so. I think she's kind of got used to the fact that um, I'm basically <laughs> married to the sport and she can't really compete with that, to be honest. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a romantic. You got you to talk to my wife. Because uh, <laughs> she's not taking any I'm, of that. So. No, nah, I'm, I'm a romantic at heart. Um, but yeah, marriage isn't something that's necessarily been a focus. But I think when you've been together for so long, it's 
That's a long time. You need to but, do but to what's going to happen when uh, you like you know you're in Texas and let's say you win to, uh, Saturday night, you knock out Diego Sanchez, you got all these hot Texas Southern girls with the big asses and the and the boobs and the little waist, and they're like, oh my god, and they love your accent. How are you going to fend them off? I'm just going to walk away and go find some pizza and cheesecake to eat instead because that's all I'm going to be thinking of after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, listen, buddy. Uh, good luck, man. Seems like a real nice yeah. guy. Uh, really good fighter. I'm, I, I enjoy your journey. Uh, Thank you. And uh, good luck with everything. Brilliant. Thanks for taking time out to talk to me. Of course, man. I'll, uh, I'll yeah. be uh, watching you on Saturday night. Yeah. Brilliant. Hope you enjoy it. Take care, Craig. Good night. Bye. It's awesome, dude. You guys seem so nice. He seems very intelligent, too. Yeah. Like, right? Like, you would never think that was a UFC fighter. Uh, Want to break down this card some more? We only really barely talked about the, the main let's event. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo. So, I was saying earlier that I was super excited. By the way, we called Diego Sanchez. He did not pick up. So, that's why Baroni filled in. Yeah. So, I was very, I was super excited when uh, Colby won against Hafia because I wanted to see Colby versus Woodley. Yep. So, when they, when they just said, nope, Colby, you haven't recovered in time, you're going to, you're, you're being stripped, I guess, right? So, now Tyron is fighting Till. And when I heard that, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell, dude? You can't just strip the goat, Colby Covington, dude. Okay, yep. So, that's why I was saying this leaves a sour taste in my mouth, but it's still probably going to be an exciting fight. And all other fights on the card are fairly decent, dude. Let's you know, we got mention them. Got Abraham Lincoln. What? Zabit. Oh, Zabit. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Mago uh, Shapiro. What, what do we call him? We called him uh, like the rapper. Who's the rapper? Uh, uh, Little Dicky. He's like. Yeah. We, we, we called him Little Daggy. Yeah, he's he. Well, his original opponent uh, dropped out. Now he's fighting Davis. I don't know what his first name is. Brandon Davis is really good. Brandon Davis. Brandon yeah. Davis is a good fighter. He lost to Sergio Pettis, but uh, he's won almost. Uh, he won a couple fights before that, but he had no business winning. How do you think and that he, fight goes? I think Zabit's too too much. You can't take Zabit on short notice. Yeah, it's just yeah. you got to train. This guy's first time I saw him, I was like, this guy's the truth. He's, he's special. Yeah, yeah, I like. I, Zabit, I yeah. think uh, he wins via rear naked choke. Yep. Yeah, and then we got Nico Montano versus Shevchenko. I like Nico. I like her story. I like I like her. I uh-huh. just think that it, this other girl's. Different league, yeah, Valentina, yeah, and I th- she's dude. I think she's she's so she's so hot, dude. But Valentina, yeah, but it's a lot of people like are hating on her, dude, saying she does she's not that hot. But I'm like, dude, who says she's not that hot? I see a lot of it. Who like, cares what these people? She say? got a, a butter face, but I don't oh, give a fuck, those fuck people. dude. Nobody who says that. The internet trolls, oh, dude. Oh come on! All right, go on. And then Jessica Andrade. This is a good ass fight. Andrade versus uh, Carolina. Kovalkiewicz. Ooh, that's a good fight. Uh, I thought like Andrade. Yeah, me too. I just think that she's a monster. Yeah. The Kelly is good, but I think Andrade is too much. And then this Abdul Razak Al-Hassan yep. versus Nico Price. I don't know the other guy, but Nico Price really, I mean, he showed a lot last fight where he was like, he won his fight via, via elbows from the bottom. Yeah. Against, yeah, uh, TKO. Yeah, so, uh, and he also knocked out Alan Jabon. Yes, uh, he did. I got to go with Nico Price. I don't know the other guy. I mean, yeah, it's hard to pick when you don't know the other dude. Yeah. But, or I'll go with Abdul just because he has a badass name. Okay. Razak Hassan. Yep. All right. And then that's on the main card. Yes. And then headlining FX is our girl Esparza. Carla Esparza. Ooh, this is a tough fight. Versus Tatiana Suarez. Uh, because both these girls are really good wrestlers. And I would almost say Tatiana's a better wrestler. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's Carla's thing. Carla's got better at boxing, though. But this Tatiana girl's special. 
Uh, this is going to be a great fight. I, I can't even pick on that I one. I can't pick this one. And then we got Aljamain Sterling versus Cody Stan, Stanman. Ooh, I like Aljamain. I thought Cody lost to... Uh, unless he lost to Brian... Um, Brian... Uh, Misha's old boyfriend, Brian... Caraway. Yeah, Caraway. I thought... Well, I was at that fight. I thought Brian won that fight. And I think Aljamain... When Aljamain's on, he's a, he's a different beast. All right, I got Cody in that fight. How about us? Rivera versus Dodson. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Rivera versus Dotson. Jimmy Rivera versus. Oh, ooh, this one's tough. That's a good ass fight. That could have oh, been on the main event. That one's tough too. And both these guys are friends of mine. Main card. Uh, next. I got Rivera on that one. I think his last fight just got caught early, dude. It's hard to pick people and then ask them to go on our podcast. We need to pick yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> and then the opening fight on FX is Charles Bird versus Darren Stewart. Oh, yeah. Darren Stewart, uh, the dentist, knocked out the, um, the one dude, the grappling dude from Tough. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. Right. Okay. So that's it's, it's two black dudes going to war. I like it. Right. Uh, and then... Fight Pass. Damn, there's five fights on Fight Pass, dude. Diego against Diego versus uh, Craig White. So now Diego didn't pick up. So do you go yeah, for? We gotta, yeah, we got to pick Craig White. You got to yeah. pick Craig. Some sheer fact that Craig White picked up the phone. Yeah. So now then we got Jim Miller versus Alex White. I've never heard Alex of Alex White. Alex White beat my friend, uh, uh, the guy from Canada, Mitch. Uh, really? Mitch, yeah. So Alex White's going to win that fight. I got Alex Jim, Jim Miller in his prime beats Alex White, but this version of Jim Miller, sorry. That's interesting. All right, then we got Irene Aldana Ooh. versus Lucy Pudilova. I don't know Lucy Pudilova. Aldana wins the ones that I think she's going to lose, lose the ones that she's going to win. I think she lost to, uh, didn't Aldana lose to uh, two girls, but she, one of them, I think she lost to Leslie Smith. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, I don't know. I'll go with Lucy because she got a forehead on her and she looks like she can take a punch. Right. And then we got... Roberto Sanchez versus Jared Brooks. Oh, oh the monkey god. Monkey god. I got to go with monkey god. Really? Of course. Wow. That's my friend. I All right. Monkey god. <laughs> I'm going to go with Roberto. No, fuck that. Monkey god's going to win. <laughs> that means Roberto's going to win. <laughs> no, All right, go on. Yeah, All right. Jeff Neal versus Frank Camacho. Camacho's pretty good. Uh, I don't know this Jeff Neal guy. But, I think uh, I think he might have been on um, the Contender Series. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, probably. And also, a new fight just got made. That was the end of the card, but a new fight just got made. This is BJ Penn versus the, uh, what's his name, Ryan Hall? I don't want to see that fight. No. Nope. And, and yet I do. Nope. It's our girl, Jesse Jess. She Ooh. got a fight against Andrea Lee. Oh, wow. It's yeah. The battle of the fucking ex-domestic boyfriend. <laughs> battle of the fucking shitty exes. Yeah. Uh... Man, I got to go uh, with Jesse Jess, of course. Jesse Jess? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Andrew Lee. No. I have no, to. She did, no. Jessica, Jessica ditched me for Vince, dude. I, I, don't, I think she ditched Vince also. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have, but anyway, all right. Let's talk about uh, upcoming shows. What do you got, Wing Dog? Go follow uh, Paranormal Hour on SoundCloud, iTunes. I just dropped an episode this week or last week. I'm going to be releasing a new one in these co- next couple days. Some good shit on there. Go follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at the Wing Dog. All right, I will be at the Comedy Catch in Tennessee, Chattanooga, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, September 12th. I'm in Corona at Live from Memphis. And September 14th, I'm in Bakersfield at Centro 18. Then I'm in Carlson, New York, uh, I mean, uh, Rochester, New York at the Carlson Comedy Club, September 20th and 21st. Laugh Lines in Vancouver, September 28th and 29th. Then I'm at uh, the Funny Bone in Des Moines, October 4th through the 7th. Uh, then I'm in Diamond Geo Casino in Dubuque, October 10th, October 12th in Cedar Rapids, 
uh, back at the Funny Bone in Des Moines. Funny Bone in Omaha, October 14th. Funny Bone in Kansas City, October 15th. Uh, then I'm in Miami, Oklahoma, October 26th and 27th. Uh, so thank you to everybody. And uh, thanks, Jamie, for coming in. Thank you, Baroni. Thank you, Craig White. Uh, thank you, Ween Dog. Take care. Traps on some traps. 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 Traps on